for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out ShantiGreen.com for the link to Amazon's amazingly easy online shopping. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the program. We're doing it live. That's right. Live here. In uh, Studio City, California, we're in the green room. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. This is a live show. You're listening to us broadcasting live on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> I'm here with my main man, my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for coming on the program. I'll let you, boy. <laughs> All right. And special <laughs> guest sitting in, comedian, raconteur, writer, filmmaker, Matthew Sullivan. Matthew, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. That that okay that came in, it's not coming in in my uh, headphones. What's not coming in? Oh me. You, do you hear it? Yourself? A little. Yeah. All right, Logan, uh, turn up his headphones. So turn, we're doing the. my snare? <laughs> turn up my headphones, man. Um. So yeah, we're doing a live uh, Thanksgiving Day show. Feel free to give us a call three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Uh, maybe maybe you had some crazy, you know, Thanksgiving Day hijinks. Maybe you're uh. You know, you're catching your Thanksgiving Day buzz, feeling good, want to call in, mix it up in the green room. We're open to uh, all different kinds of callers. You know, maybe there's some crazy, embarrassing moments that happens. Feel free to give us a call, guys. Yeah, maybe you're just watching, like, the Minnesota <laughs> basketball game or just hanging out, getting really fucked up. And uh... Our roommate, uh, Casey, a frequent guest in the program, he's at home listening to the program, I assume, watching his uh, Golden Gophers. Uh, he was supposed to drive down with his buddy to go to the game, but um, they ended up getting uh, two too wasted uh just laying around drinking wine all day then they switched to uh energy drinking vodka so you know they're getting it in back home speaking of getting it in i was uh really getting it in this past weekend uh my buddy's uh wedding i was the best man so first off you know being a stand-up comedian you're like oh you know hey you have experience talking in front of people oh it's gonna make it easier no 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 because the entire time everyone came up to me before and was like oh man you're a stand-up comedian oh this is gonna be great oh man. oh wow oh it's gonna be really funny oh don't blow this even you know my <laughs> friends my friends from home like my one buddy who came out and saw me do stand-up the whole day he kept just going like oh don't fuck this up man don't blow this because i'll never think you're funny ever again like you know all my friends you think friends are supportive they're not they're just people that get in your head and mess with you um, but, uh, you know, I ended up doing a real good job in the speech, if I may say so myself. All right, we got a caller here. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's quick. Right. Welcome to the green room. You're on. Says what? Uh, is this, uh, who is this? It's Finker. It says what? <laughs> All uh-huh. right, uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is, uh, Stringer, uh, our buddy. Also, his, uh, real name is John. Uh, he's been hanging out with us all day. Uh, what's your take on Thanksgiving so far, Stringer? Oh, yeah, 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 It's been good. It's all right. But uh, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Stringer character. Oh, okay. Who's this, then? John? Is this John? Is this John? <laughs> John, this is your father. 
Your your mother said you called. Is this John? I wanted to talk to you. All right, this is our buddy uh, Stringer who's been we're getting really hammered all day and uh, wanted to call into the show. What are you doing? <laughs> what, are you making me, what are you making me do that? I want to see us. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys are crazy. So, uh, Johnny, you having a good Thanksgiving? I, did, you, <laughs> did you call your parents and wish them a happy Thanksgiving? I don't want that at all. What? John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How how you doing, man? How you enjoying that? Uh, me... I'm sorry? <laughs> Say All something, right. John. Alright, well we're gonna have to let John go. That's really <laughs> not going anywhere, but uh maybe we'll maybe we'll call him with some sort of point later on in the program. But <laughs> it's a great thing about uh you know, getting wasted. You feel you feel entertained at you know just being yourself. But yeah, I went back and uh, did the best man speech. Thought I did a real good job and uh, can you know went really well. Enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, uh, flying back, I flew back and uh, first off, I saw this really pissed me off. I was walking onto the plane and the first thing I saw is a kid, six-year-old kid, sitting in first class. I was just like, oh, what? You can't? You don't like the leg room? They're they're affording you in coach? Like you have to? I don't. What an awful message to send to your children. And if I was paying for my kid's first class seat, you know what I would say? I would be like, kid, I don't I don't care what your mother says. Uh, I hope you enjoy scotch because I paid twelve hundred dollars for this ticket and you're getting your goddamn money worth. <laughs> but I think you know, I, obviously I'm not the type of guy to even who would. You know, maybe I'll fly first class, but a six-year-old kid, he can't appreciate fine things. He can't appreciate the art of ordering around a stewardess. You don't, you don't appreciate that till you're older. The uh, bossing people around. Amen. I uh, <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Sean. All right, I will. <laughs> I also, uh, I also got these noise-canceling headphones. Really great headphones. Great for uh, flying on the plane and stuff. Sure, you can get a nice pair at Amazon.com if you click on Shanti Green, then click over on Amazon. Um, but the, uh, the thing is, you know, it comes in that like crazy plastic packaging. So I'm I'm there, I'm like trying to open it up, trying to open it up, can't open it up. I go up to the gate agent. It's this a uh, nice nice black guy hanging out, and I go, uh, excuse me, sir, do you guys have a pair of scissors back there? He's like, oh, uh, hold on, let me look. Open up the drawer, looking around. Uh, you know, then this uh, real uptight, condescending woman comes over and she's like, "Is there a problem over here?" I was like, uh, "No, I was just asking, asking where I could get a pair of scissors." And she's like, ah, <laughs> "Where were you on 9/11?" <laughs> I was like, "I was wow. oh, I was sitting at my house thinking, shit, now I'll never get these goddamn headphones open." Like, so let me get this straight. Enough time has passed since 9/11 that you uh, that you can make fun of me, but not enough time has passed that you can actually have a pair of scissors. All right, we're getting another call. I think this is Stringer calling again. Yellow, you're on the green room. Did it ring, Pete? Is this uh, who is this on the phone? Oh. Is this Stringer again? <laughs> Stringer, you got to talk into the phone to have a conversation. All right, he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have totally like flipped it on that girl when she said, "Where were you?" Yeah, I, you should have been like, what? "No, where were you?" Yeah, you know, no, no, off, no. I'm saying you should have been like, "I was at home, and uh, I remember I saw the first I know. tower go down, and 
I knew my dad was there. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like that would have been the totally like flipped so serious. That would have this girl just. That's like out. the ultimate. That's like the same thing when uh, was that you, Matt, who did that the one time when uh, someone you know I've heard of people doing it before, but they're like say something about your mom and you're like uh, my mom died. No, I've done that a bunch of times. Yeah. When was the last time you did it? Uh, well, I did it to some coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> some girl said something to your mom, and I was like. That's that's really funny. Speaking of uh, coworkers, wasn't there a time when you you lied to your coworkers? You told them oh, you yeah. showed up at work with a black eye and you told this big long story about getting into a fight, <laughs> and uh, and then what happened? When that was last Christmas, I uh, like I was right about to go to my Christmas uh, work Christmas party, and I got it like you know I was just messing around my room and I were messing around and I put them in a headlock. And, and I fell over and just smashed my forehead onto the cupboard and had this huge, like, L-shaped welt on my forehead that just looked disgusting. Which everyone everyone thought there was a different story to it because yeah. it just seems kind of uh, almost unbelievable. Exactly. And I had a mustache at the time, too. Like, so I just looked <laughs> He's grown it out for ridiculous. our annual mustache party. But uh, so this is literally like 20 minutes before I'm going to this work party. So I go to the work party and I'm just like, I'm just going to fuck with everyone. And just tell them this, like, story. Like, and everyone, like, this is, like, 300 people at this party at, like, the Roosevelt. Everyone's staring at my head wound. And I told them that I, when I was driving, I accidentally rear-ended someone with my car. And while I was, like, I got out of my car and was like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. What's going on? And I was just like, the person just attacked me. And they just hit me in the head. And then I, and then I like, fucked them up. Like, I just lost it. Like, I didn't know what was going on. And, like, everyone just totally believed this story. And, like, one of my bosses was like, I'm really, like, worried for you. And, like, they were, like, trying to, like, stick, like, a flashlight in my eyes to see if I had a concussion. See if you had a concussion. Shit. Yeah, they're, like, doing all this stuff. And then, like, I let it go for, like, probably, like, th- like three days into the next week. And then I finally told them. And then, like, there were, like, people that were like, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you. And seriously, someone... <laughs> Someone you actually I, lost friends because of this? No. How can people not take that as a joke? Or, Someone, I mean, how could they be mad that far after the fact? I don't know. I, I, I just sold it so well. It was, but it was hilarious. Like, one person legitimately did not talk to me for about a month and a half. They just wanted nothing to do with wor- it? They were yeah. that worried about you? No, no. They were just <laughs> that mad that I had tricked them that bad that, like, I would make a joke about something like that. There's nothing funny about that, man. Yeah. Nothing funny at all. Uh. Oh man, uh, we've had a uh, we had a great Thanksgiving. Ha- made a couple 7-Eleven runs, and we were having this conversation before with my buddy Casey. He's like, "Do you think 7-Eleven is open?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, 7-Eleven is open. This is why 7-Elevens were made." You know, mm-hmm. like these these people. This is the time. I I was telling him I can picture the apocalypse happening. You know, the four burning horsemen. You know, meteors flying down, and 7 eleven still being open for business. Like, hey, you want a taquito? All right, you know. Hey, it's the apocalypse, but uh, yeah, we got taquitos, we got Slurpees. It's it's funny. I, f- I I imagine part of the screening process of working at 7-Eleven is them asking like, do you have any friends or family? Uh, because if you do, you're not gonna be able to work at 7-Eleven because we're gonna make you work every goddamn holiday. All right. Uh, speaking of holidays, we got a Thanksgiving Day call coming in to the Sean Green Green Room Hotline. Uh, welcome, caller. You're on the air. Is this Harley Fire? Uh, yeah, no, this is not Harley Fire. This is uh, Sean Green of the Green Room. Oh, I was trying to call the Harley Fire show. Uh, no, Harley Harley has a uh, another show on this network. Uh, feel free to check show. it out. What's, What's going up, on, guys? The Gophers won. Oh, oh nice. nice. This is our buddy uh, yep. Casey calling in. Casey is uh, at home with our buddy Stringer, who I, I would say is a borderline belligerent drunk at uh, the current moment. He, he, I, I, think, I, I take a little bit of uh, credit for that last, but that was my fault. I uh, 
the phone wasn't ringing on this end, so I was the one who hung up. Oh, okay. Now, uh, but, but let it not let it not be denied that Stringer is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, certainly is. But now, I uh, there was uh, I guess Stringer tried to call his uh, parents. How did that go down, Casey? Did, was he able to have uh, a nice, nice long conversation it, it, with his parents? I think if I if I had to pick a descriptive word, I think sad is a good descriptive <laughs> word. Well, uh, we, were, we were hanging out earlier, and he's like, "Yeah, I think my uh, parents are disowning me slowly, and just you know, little by little, disowning me." No, no, he's a, he's a charming gentleman, and uh, well, I think Pamela Anderson, who was over at our party last night, can attest to it. Oh he, yeah, uh, he's a charming man, but uh, apparently he was a little too drunk to call the parents earlier on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's it's not every parent's dream to talk to their son at their most fucked up state. Stringer seems to have a habit of calling his parents like after a long night of party and he wants to call and talk to his parents. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Casey. It's like a, it's a sign of love, but it's also like um, <laughs> as an adult, you can understand how maybe a parent might not be too into that. Well, that's, but, always, uh, that's always a concern for me, you know, on Thanksgiving or on Football Sunday if I've been hanging out and drinking and getting a little wasted. It's like, all right, still got to make the uh, phone call, but i got to sober up enough to have a conversation with my mom. Yeah, we were talking about how I think we're both going to make great grandparents, but just not maybe be the best parents. Okay, so you and Stringer, are you? your idea is that you guys are going to be great grandparents. What gives you that indication that you, Casey Fay, would be a great grandparent? Because when you're a grandparent, you just have to, like, uh, have a little fun with the people. You know, like, when you're a parent, you have to worry about everything. When you're a grandparent, it's just like, hey, you want to bounce on my knee for a little while? And, you know, <laughs> maybe get fucking, hear some advice that I got to kick. That's cool. But when you're a full parent, you have to be like, oh, it's at 8 p.m., you should be home, you know, all that. Yeah. That's no good. Now, uh, what kind of advice would you give to your grandparents? Like, tell them what kind of foods are yucky. Like, kid, whatever you do, stay away from onions, tomatoes, cranberries. Casey, our roommate, Casey has uh, has never tried cranberry sauce. I don't know how many times you must have seen cranberry sauce, but well, refuses to eat cranberry sauce. That couldn't make me more angry. I think I think uh, I think I'm gonna start telling teachers and say, don't trust vegetables. I think there's a, there's, there's a lot of people who are on my squad who just haven't yet got on board, but they will pick it up. Well, there are a lot there are a lot of people on board. I mean, you've seen the obesity epidemic in America. The obesity oh. epidemic in America has gotten so bad that uh, they've enlisted President Obama to help sell football to kids. I don't know what's wrong with our country that we need our president helping to sell football. Football should sell itself, god damn it. All right, now, Casey, i got to let you go. My uh, old man's calling in. Oh, okay, yeah, hit it up. Well, we got Logan. We want to talk to him. We got a couple questions for him, but we'll hit him up okay, later. Okay, yeah, call back in later. Caller, uh, welcome. You're on the green room. Uh, yo. <laughs> it's your pop. This is uh, Tom Green. Uh, father. You're Tom, Tom Green. Green. Tom's Tom gone. Calling call in from Canada. <laughs> got done a bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's making reference. Always has to reference the urban legend of Tom Green going... Uh, to a bar mitzvah dressed as a, a Nazi, which was an urban legend, but my dad still holds on to it as fact. Dad, uh, how's your Thanksgiving? Pretty good now that the Giants look like they lost, right? Yeah, the Giants lost, and uh, some of the guys in Broncos got hurt. Unfortunately, Buckhalter was walking off, and uh, no Sean Marino. He's going to be a no-show against the Eagles. I'm hoping to go to that game. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. it's good news that yeah. they're getting banged up, too. 
Yeah, the cowgirls won, but what do you do? You know, Romo the homo gets lucky again, but whatever. <laughs> hey, you know. That. <laughs> so, uh, about next week. How, was your, how was your Thanksgiving, Dad? I know going into Thanksgiving, you were really excited about deep frying a, a frozen turkey. Yeah, I was, I had a little bit of a technical difficulty. I uh, learned today it matters the sequence you turn on the grill. I mean, I got a, there's a, a you know, a valve on the gas tank, and then there's one on the uh, connector valve. And if that's open and you turn the other one on and you light it, you don't get the same flame as if you open up the uh, gas tank with the other one closed and then open it up. So halfway into it, I was only at uh, 250F. I needed to get up to, like, 375 for an hour. So it delayed things a little bit, but nobody was too shaken up by that. I got, I got the turkey over here about. So it's it's still tough. Half hour late, but it was there. It was well done. You know, it was like Uncle Mark last year. He carves into it, and there's like a little bit of a coldness and redness in the center. This was a well done bird, a little bit late, and uh, everybody enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah, my dad likes to give uh, Uncle Mark a lot of crap for uh, messing up the deep fried turkey. But I, I got to say, as, as he's a Giants fan, and he deserves it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he deserves to not be able to deep fry a turkey. I got, I, uh, I remember the time my dad. I think <laughs> my dad and my uncle Mark. Um, we were staying down in um, Aruba. We took a family vacation down in Aruba. You remember that, Dad? I remember. Yeah, and then uh, we were hanging out, laying out on the beach. Uh, me, my dad, my uncle Mark. Couple uh, Irish pale, you know, super pale guys soaking up some of that, uh, you know, a Rubian, a Rubian sun, and then right in front of us, these three hot, you know, twenty-year-old chicks uh, lay down right in front of us, and they all take off their tops. And my dad and my uncle, I've never seen two guys so so oh happy God. in their entire life. <laughs> I were popping out of my head, man. And then, then all of a sudden, your mom and and Aunt Kathy come walking back. It's like, we better get in the water. First of all, we had to get a better look at this, and then uh, we didn't want to be too close to it. And they didn't even notice. We were in the water for like 20 minutes, and we came back out, and we're like looking at each other. And, uh, you know, for some reason, they didn't even take notice. And we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, my dad was like, "Hey, son, when you're married, this is all you got." And then yeah, and my we were uncle living Mark's... the dream right there. We had uh, some cold beer and sunglasses, and you know, we're sitting out there baking in that sun, man. Yeah, it's yeah. hot in Aruba. Yeah, we had a uh, we took a family vacation down in Aruba. Now this was only, I want to say, uh, maybe three or four months after the whole Natalie Holloway uh, disappearance. Right. So oh, I remember that they were digging right there by us, right? Yeah. Had that little shovel going on, and, and I, <laughs> I went down there and I walked back up. There's a bunch of Europeans. Everybody's wondering why they're digging. I go, they think they found a body. <laughs> Everybody's just like, what? My dad, my dad uh, took it as his personal mission to try to gather evidence while we were down there on the Natalie Holloway disappearance. Like he would just go up to everyone, bar, bartenders, chambermaids, like, hey, uh, yeah, this is a pretty nice island. Uh, you seen uh, Natalie? What do you think happened? Like, you seen Natalie? Hey, what the hell is she? <laughs> He's like a gumshoe detective on vacation though. And then uh, my dad kept insisting that we go check out Carlos and Charlie's because. That was the last place she was seen, so my dad you know, felt there was some historical relevance. Plus, you know, he wanted to go to the scene of a crime, pack, 
possibly pick up some clues. Uh, what happened was we just we all got really drunk. My dad entered me into like a beer chugging contest, and uh, I also I also remember that on that trip um, they were passing around this giant sombrero. And uh, they gave it to my dad, and then my dad, uh, Madonna's Holiday comes on, and my dad just starts banging on the, banging on the table to the beat of Madonna's Holiday, and my mom turns bright red, and she's getting so embarrassed. She, she finally, she leans over, she stops, she grabs my dad's hand, presses him on the table, is like, "Stop it, Tom! You're embarrassing me!" And then my dad, without, yeah, my dad, without missing a beat, just chucks his head to the side, throws off the giant sombrero, and begins banging his head on the table to keep up the beat. <laughs> Is that Logan with you? Yeah, Logan's yeah. here. My dad's Hey, Logan, Logan, what's going on, man? Nothing much. How you doing? Do you believe half the stuff Sean talks about? I can't, you know. I can't believe this guy, no. <laughs> no that was... I, thought, I thought that was uh, Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Uh, maybe maybe it, maybe it segued into that. That was, uh, yeah. I was, I was really proud of you, Dad. Although I, I was I thinking think. one, one moment, <laughs> one moment was when I was uh was you know not less proud was when uh, last Christmas when I came home and we went and played basketball at the YMCA and then this uh this old guy George is just boxing you out underneath the lane the entire time, Dad. What happened? George is a pain in the ass, man. I played <laughs> against him on uh, this week, and every time we go, I tell I tell everybody else I can't guard him. It's not that I can. It's like, you know, my doctor won't let me. I mean, he's got, he, he's like uh, 68 years old. He's got these razor-sharp elbows. Here <laughs> we get near him, man. He starts throwing them. He comes down in the middle of the court. I'm going down transitioning on offense. Yeah. He'll be looking for me to come out of nowhere and just, like, throw a hip into me. It's, it's ridiculous. I hate playing with the guy. Yeah, I just remember at one point my dad goes, Jesus Christ, George, it's Christmas! Ah! <laughs> like, that was an excuse not to elbow you. Yeah, well, I guess that's his way. Man. He, needs to, he needs to lighten up a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Dad, we'll, uh, we're going to let you go. You got any shout-outs? Uh, I don't know. What, what do you mean by a shout-out? I don't know. Anyone you want to give? I know what you're saying. Let me, let me get a big... Uh, Shout out to Coach Reed if he's listening in tonight, and uh, tell him you know good luck this Sunday. We got everybody coming over, and uh, hopefully we can beat up on the uh, the Redskins, right? Is that who we yep, got coming? That's up who on? we got. All right, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. All right, all right, caller, you're on, you're on the green room. Yeah, uh, caller, turn down, caller, turn down your radio. Uh, call again. <laughs> I just heard him like, hey, whatever, call again. Uh, I imagine that's uh, them trying to call in again. So, oh, man, Matt, how you doing? Oh, man, we got another call. All right. <laughs> Caller, you're on the green room. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. Uh, what's your name? Is this uh, Stringer? What's going on, man? How's your Thanksgiving? It's good. Yeah. You have a you have a, uh, you have a question? Uh, actually, I I question why you ask me where am I stringer? Uh yeah. What's uh, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, not much at all. Just hanging out. All right. Hey, well, what did you say? What is stringer? All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna let stringer go. <laughs> 
There's a there's a certain point where being drunk is funny and interesting. And then there's a certain Wait, point. Wait, was that definitely him? I what feel was like he saying? That could have yeah. been someone else. No, I'm pretty too. sure the number is the same. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but uh, either it sounds way. like it could be like a 16 year old kid. Well, it could be, but it, I'm pretty sure it was Stringer because he kept repeating Stringer. So I, I don't think a 16 year old kid is aware, actually aware of who Stringer is. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I actually really enjoyed this clip. Speaking of my dad and drinking, uh, and this is a clip of my dad at my brother's graduation party. Dad, so what's, what's your take on the uh, on the party? I'm Clay Aiken. Okay, I love Clay Aiken. That's what I should have said the other day. When you... My dad actually was a huge Clay Aiken fan. Asked me, he goes, do you know anybody from American Idol? And I remember Clay Aiken, because you did that thing. You, you did it like a videotape. Don't be pointing at me. I'm not pointing at you. So cool. you know, just having a conversation. Right. So, Clay Aiken, man. Yeah. Right. He, he did that thing. You were like on a Venice Beach with all the... Oh, yeah. We're guys going. It's like, okay, he, Clay Aiken, the guy with the beard. My dad says, like, Clay Aiken ten times in this clip. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say when when you said, do you know anybody on American Idol? Yeah, you missed that on I missed that so What's your take on the uh, barbecue? How was the barbecue? It's good barbecue. <laughs> I don't get this whole Hollywood thing, man. It's all until these guys do that here. Yeah, it's it's a, like they're like videotaping each other forever, man. It's like K plus two plus Wait, eight. You get videotaped for your whole life. Dad, How do you know uh, the difference? That dad referenced a, a lot of uh, pop culture things in here. The the best is his ending. Uh, how do you just listen to this last line he ends on? <laughs> How do you know the difference between being videotaped or living? How do you know the difference between videotaped and living? I think that's a uh, very deep comment. And uh, speaking of videotape and living, we got a clip from the new Steven Seagal reality show. I'll be playing here in a second, but first let's take a quick commercial talk. Break. That's right. Oh, I don't want to call it a break because the, the party never stops in the green room. Speaking of party... Um, I know how... You know what would really ruin my day? What ruins my party is long lines or being trampled to death. Every every year, Logan, what's the story on Black Friday? Yeah, lines, There's two st- waiting. And being trampled uh, to death. And everything being running out in the store. Nothing being in stock. Yeah. If only there was a way to avoid that. There is, actually, Matt. I don't know if you know about this, but you can go to SeanTGreen.com and click on the Amazon link and access all these amazing Black Friday deal weeks. They have a whole uh, week of deals going on. You got Need for Speed, it's $34.99. That's 42% off retail price. What else do we got here? Oh, we got uh, the Proposal, single disc widescreen DVD, only $8.99. Star Trek nice. single disc edition. Saw both of them. DVD, $9. Mad Men, season two. Everyone loves Mad Men. I've never seen the program, but I heard good things. $20.49. You got the, uh, wow, what don't you have here? You got backpacks, you got uh, drills, you got CDs, DVDs. Literally, Amazon.com has everything. You can even order groceries off Amazon. So make sure you go to SeanTGreen.com, click the Amazon link, and uh, help out the green room. All right, Matt, 
What's going on, man? You doing good? Last night we had a uh, comedy garage, which uh. is our live comedy show, and also a you know we do a live comedy show and it's also a party. We did a canned food drive connected with this one for the holidays, of course. First off, everyone I told about the canned food uh, comedy garage, the first thing they said was, oh, man, do you guys need cans? Oh, you're that poor? Like, I love how people's idea of me or is so low that not only do I need food, like I need food, but I need to set up a fake charity drive to – to take the food from them. Jay, if I'm smart enough to pull that off, I'm smart enough to figure out a way to buy my own goddamn cans. All right? And I bought 20 cans of um, Chef Boyardee beefaroni. So those hungry people, they better enjoy it. And I have a feeling they will. Although, Sean, be honest. You're going to take a couple of those cans. Like, be honest. <laughs> no, you know, no. Maybe. You were tempted by the falafel mix that someone brought. Yeah. In, the huge jar of peanut butter. It's so great to in L.A. because you see... You know, a lot of people, they just cl- clear out their uh, whatever they got in the cupboard that they're not using. So it's all these, you know, upscale uh, grocery store, like Trader Joe, um, <laughs> Trader Joe Pasta. Fal- yeah, there's someone yeah. someone donated a falafel mix, uh, Jiffy Pop, <laughs> microwave popcorn. Yeah, the, the, the Trader Joe's tortellini. Yeah, Trader Joe's tortellini. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> By the way, I was going to say, I, I, I can't remember, someone who saw something about I saw one of the craziest things like a couple weeks ago. I saw a bum making like a uh, a bum Dunkachino or like really yeah like he he basically he picked two coffee drinks out of the garbage and combined them into one cup. Oh man, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Ingenuity. They're yeah. a, they're an insightful bunch, man. The bums. I I work during the day around Hollywood Boulevard, and the bums that are that are roaming around there are the feistiest, craziest bums ever. I saw a bum shove someone in the face, and then he starts walking to me, and I see him. I make eye contact. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't – I want none of this. I, I walked in the street to avoid him on the on the uh, sidewalk, and he looks me dead in the eye, and he just yells, never again, white, never again. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Never again. And I'm white. pretty sure he was white. I couldn't tell because, A, <laughs> he was – he, Well, yeah, I mean, he was literally covered in his own human filth. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I was just thinking like, wow, you know, the, maybe our race has done some messed up things when someone yells at at me, and I'm like trying to figure out what incident specifically he's referring to. <laughs> he didn't look Native American, so I don't know, I don't know what his uh, problem was. No, I saw I saw a girl bum like go to the bathroom right in front of where you work. Like, really? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, definitely- I thought she was like she was like leaning back against the tree. Like she started like leaning up against the tree, like doing like that like you know fake chair exercise thing. Yeah. And I thought she was like scratching her back like a dog or a bear, whatever you know, like when a, you see a bear <laughs> right. scratch her back. And then all of a sudden I realized that, like she like pulled her pants down and was like totally just pissing like all over the floor. Oh man, the, the homeless crazy. just they just don't care. Yeah. The streets out there they're tough. They're Something rugged. Something tells me it's they're their- gritty. Something tells me that. Their attitude plays a role in them being homeless. I it's think not, uh, it's not it's not just the white man holding work, them it down. It might be part their attitude, uh, their work ethic, and uh, you know. It's not just capitalism. Well, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully there's someone out there who's gonna clean up the streets. I make a living in the movies, but for the past 20 years I've also been a cop. My name is Steven Seagal. When we tell you get out the car, you get out the car. Oh man, that's Steven Seagal. <laughs> 
This guy is, and this guy is the next Bub Rub. Black guys getting arrested by Steven Seagal. How do they? First off, how does Bub Rub not have a reality show yet? All these, all these Kardashians get. Every one of them has a spinoff show. Bub Rub and Little Sis, they don't have a reality show. I haven't heard from them since that little video clip. Yeah, I know. That's our one-hit wonder. Latarian, meanwhile, that guy. Oh, he needs a reality take it show. out of the ghetto, man. They don't even have to deal with whistle tips anymore. Yeah, exactly. We're referring to the. They should have been YouTube. on like Pimp My Ride or something. Like that would have been the best. Pimp My Ride with Bub Rub and Little Sis. Look out, world. I want an autograph. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Steven's go. I want an autograph. You know you're famous when you're arresting people and they still want the autograph. Seagal, deputy sheriff. I've studied the martial arts most of my life, so I have a lot of confidence in myself. <laughs> I love how Steven Seagal has to point out he has a lot of confidence. Was there anyone on the fence like, hey, does Steven Seagal have confidence or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. We've seen you, Steven Seagal. But I really worry about my own team members sometimes, so today I'm going to teach these boys some new tricks. We can flip him like that. Ooh, look from here. <laughs> all you have to do is picture these uh, these southern cops. They're all, you know, they're they're not ripped by any means. They're not in any shape. And Steven Seagal just, like, hip-chucking all these uh, police officers, <laughs> <laughs> karate-chopping them in the face. you got to be able to turn him over so that he can't go for a weapon. He's quick. I mean, it's either you comply or you break Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've heard of chiefs being tough in police movies before, but breaking a guy's arm, that seems counterproductive. (laughs) I mean, that guy's going to be on workers' comp. He's going to be out for at least weeks. Feel this. Just this kind of thing. Go ahead, (laughs) come. Here's a hole. Look at that. I found a hole. Now I got him. You see? Yeah, you do. Man, that you just, just sounds, so, sounds so much worse without the visual. Go ahead, yeah. come. Here's a hole. Look at that. I found a hole. Now I got him. You see? Here's a hole. Look at that. I found a hole. Now I got him. You see? Yeah, you do. You all right? Yeah, you yes, do. Sir. I had a flashback from above the law. <laughs> all it is is black people just being surprised that it's actually Steven Seagal. Yeah. Techniques he showed us today... You don't need quite as much force, but you'll come out with better compliance. I want to protect my guys that I love. That's my whole uh, lecture for the day. All right, let's... That must be weird to have Steven Seagal love you. Yeah. The funny thing is is that that, that uh, audio that you looped, like that could have very easily been Steven Seagal training people on how to perform prison rape. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, look, Lova. I found a hole. I found a hole. Now <laughs> I got him. Just listen all to the promo. All it is is just like, slam, slam. Dr. Carl. No. Get off the phone. Dr. Carl, get out the car. Oh, shit, man. Get out the car. Don't tell me to hold on. Nothing. Get out the car. <laughs> Wait, is that guy a good guy or bad guy? I, I can't tell. I think he's a good guy because he's oh, telling him to get out yeah. of the car. I have a pistol. I'll be reaching for that. <laughs> It's funny when he says that he's just like, I have a pistol. He doesn't even. He seems like surprised. This is not Hollywood. It's for real. That's right. Steven Seagal, <laughs> deputy sheriff. <laughs> Can you imagine them like when they record the promo? They're like, uh, Steven, could you make it a little more dramatic? He's like, all right, don't worry. The funny thing is, is like. 
Steven Seagal has like gone so far off the deep end that to me, in my own mind, like there's not that much that distinguishes Steven Seagal between Perry Cavello. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're Scary almost Perry. On the same. Like the uh, the guy that we had on a few weeks back, uh, the star of Windy City Heat, who was also got in a fight with, uh, or you know, was friends with Balloon Boy's dad, and just basically lived an insane life, and in a in a really uh, an amazing state of denial that's inspirational in a certain way that you could just tune out reality that much. It's almost like, oh my God, that guy is amazing. All right, we got Stringer called in one more time. He better get to the point. Stringer, what do you want? It's not Stringer. Oh, okay. No. Sorry, who is this? Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. Lindsay, thanks for calling the green room. Hey, that was a great Caesar salad you made today. L- Lindsay. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Lindsay. all gone. There's no more. Yeah. Lindsay was the resident chef of our uh, Thanksgiving yeah. Day. That's the key to having a good Thanksgiving Day is to have at least one woman poking around the mm-hmm. kitchen because just <laughs> just all guys, you know, one not being a chef or anything like that, just something goes wrong. Something's not quite as nice, but Lindsay uh, really helped things out. All I want to say is that uh, apparently Ryan says he wants a woman who can cook and. Uh, <laughs> I think well, he's. I think he's found one. Think uh, he's found one. Matt, of course. <laughs> Matt, of course, is referring to an incident that happened at, earlier. Uh, Lindsay was cooking some food. Ryan is her boyfriend. I was making a salad. Making the she wrong was, salad, apparently. Yeah, she, she was using a balsamic vinaigrette, and Ryan didn't want that. Or no, she was making Caesar, and Ryan wanted balsamic vinaigrette salad. She's like, I'll make two salads. And then there was a long pause because they kind of yelled at each other, and then Lindsay followed it up with, I thought you wanted a woman who could cook. <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I'm really full. All right. <laughs> you a big fan of the Green Room? You listen to the show a lot? Well, I am now. They're making me. They made me call in. All right. Stringer wants like to talk to you, but I won't let him. Do you have any? Uh, you have any questions for the people? Do you have any questions uh, from no. Matt or Logan? I don't hear Logan talk a lot. He just laughs. Right. Well, you know, Logan's a. Uh, you know. Every time I open my mouth, I, I end up interrupting. So <laughs> it's all right, Logan. Sorry, I don't know. Just talk. I heard you could do a good impression though. Of who? Christian Slater. Yep, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Logan, everyone. everyone <laughs> he just talks. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone tells Logan that he sounds like Christian Slater. So yeah, I sound oh. like Christian Slater. Right? <laughs> it's not a big deal. I never actually noticed it, but it, you totally do. Yeah, it's, well, it's just Logan's just cool and uh, calm, relaxed. Right now, I wish I remembered more lines from Gleaming the Cube so I could try to Yeah, I don't like know Logan any now. lines he says. I never even saw Gleaming the Cube. Oh, that's great All right, well, uh, thanks for calling in, Lindsay. Bye, Sean. All right, take care. Oh, man. All right, so, Matt, we uh, we had our uh, party last night. You seemed to get really trashed to the point oh, you were supposed man. to perform. Uh, couldn't pull that off. That's- Give us a breakdown of your evening last night. Uh, I mean, you... I'll, the boring stuff was before. I basically I got pretty sick. I uh, I went from feeling like really good to basically there's a point where your body can become too numb. I think, and when when you reach that point, then everything starts to spin, and a lot of times you black out. Right. But I maintain consciousness. So I I I now I can say I know what that experience that I usually black out from. So you're saying normally like. you black out at a certain point, you get mm-hmm. you get too drunk, you get too wasted. Yeah, and then people are like, dude, you were throwing up a lot last night. And then you'd call your friends game killers and someone exactly. has to carry you from someone's house. That's how it usually happens. Matt has had a uh, a lot of incidents where, you know, he cuts loose. Matt, Matt, um, 
especially now, you know, not a huge partier, but when you go at it, you go at it, I man. Go big. I remember our last beer pong party. <laughs> Matt was making some references there. Matt, uh, we had a beer pong party. Matt got decided he would, it was a beer pong tournament. We were playing a lot of beer pong. Matt was getting real drunk. This is like three, four in the afternoon. Matt decides take off take off his clothes. He he wanted to be in his boxers to get really into it. He was chest bumping his uh, teammates in his boxers. At, at one point, his boxers came off. There was a, a picture floating around of Matt naked. Uh, luckily that someone luckily pulled my boxes off for the record. That wasn't even me. What's up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Them. Well yeah, but you put yourself in a position yeah. to walk around adjusting your boxers. Someone something's gonna happen. No, that's true. <laughs> then you know Matt went over to this girl's place and then at one point I guess he was over there hanging out and then uh, threw up all over her bedroom and someone so uh, so they they called our roommate and they had to go pick Matt up. So Matt, give us a breakdown of that evening. How did that differ? What do you think was different from that evening to the evening last night? I mean, I remember everything from last <laughs> night. I didn't have to have people tell me. Was there a, was there a certain point? There was what? a very strong time travel element to the first, to the, you know, the first night. So you just it, and I just went, you know, fell asleep by myself. So that's right. Two big differences. So you just you were there and then all of a sudden just it turned off and you're out. I yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what it was. I was there and then all of a sudden I was on the couch in the in at the house and then. Like it was like like two seconds later, I close my eyes and I wake up and I'm on the couch in the garage. Like now, what uh, what was the what was the worst you've ever been? You feel like what was the worst time you've ever been wasted? Uh, probably like my freshman year of college. I got like so drunk that I, this is the first time I blacked out. I got so drunk that I blacked out at like 10 o'clock, and then we I guess we went to like the lacrosse field. And supposedly someone was like wrestling me and like body slamming me like all over the place. I passed out in the bathroom of my dorm, and like two people who didn't live in my in my room had to like carry me from the bathroom. I woke up in, like with like just enough time to leave and go to like the Princeton Hopkins lacrosse game, and I was like drunk till five o'clock the next day. Like <laughs> it was just I was just a mess. Like just still really fucking drunk till like five o'clock the next day. That was like the worst, I would say. I think uh, I think the worst time I ever had in college was I started drinking before a Penn State football game, got really hammered, still made it out to the game, but then as I was at the game I started passing out while standing up in the stands and falling into people and I had to be escorted out of the stadium. Wow. Logan, uh, what's... Wait, wait, there was, I was going to say, there's also a, a great story I remember of you, Sean, of... Uh, well, sure, lay it on me. Sean's 21st birthday. Oh, yeah. I went out with uh, Matt for my 21st birthday. Uh, Matt decided to take me out. You know, I just turned 21. I've been living out here in L.A. for, you know, only 10 months. Matt and his buddies kindly took me out on the town, and then uh, that's about all I remember. Matt, describe the evening. Well, the, I think the thing that really stands out in my mind is... We got Sean like really, really drunk, and so we go back, and uh, we're about everyone's just like about to pass out. It's pretty late, probably like three or four o'clock, and uh, I'm like laying in my bed about to go to sleep, and all of a sudden I start to hear some like, like the sound of like, you know, someone about to throw up, not throwing up, but like kind of getting that like I'm getting ready right. to throw up, and I look at Sean, and and he's hovering over a bag of cleanly folded laundry <laughs> trying to throw up in my laundry bag I that I haven't even that I have like that I just washed like well I probably washed it like a week before but I was just too lazy to like unload this folded laundry bag 
And so he's just like trying. I'm like, dude, don't puke in my clean laundry. Wow. So then he like moves over to like the hamper with like the dirty <laughs> laundry, and I think he got a little in my clean laundry, but uh, then he eventually went to the bathroom. But so no, but it was mostly on the dirty laundry though, right? Mostly on the dirty laundry. All right. Well, yeah. I, I feel like that's a win. I remember waking up from that that morning, and my my grandparents called me. And they're like, happy birthday, and they sung a big song, and I'm just sitting there with just this pounding, throbbing headache. It took me a good couple hours to get off the couch, and then as I was driving, before I got to the highway, I had to pull over to Carl's Jr. and just throw up and just lay down on the sidewalk for a while. That was really rough. All right, yeah. speaking of really rough, we got uh, we got another phone call here. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, who is this, Stringer? Hello. All right. <laughs> Oh, actually, you know, you're talking about the worst time. The worst time, I mean, we're just talking drinking or anything, whatever. The worst time is hands down the hash brownie incident. Oh, yeah, that was... That will uh, always go down as the worst time of my life. Yes, that was... I, I remember watching Matt that evening, and it was it was pretty amazing to see Matt that, that wasted. It was the point where Matt, I could see Matt, and it looked like his universe was rocked. It really looked like... <laughs> and just... To see a man just sitting there and just throw up out of nowhere, it really, really is surprising. I, uh, man, I hope my mom's not listening to the show because she takes <laughs> anytime she hears stories. Like <laughs> I was, at, I was at home uh, this past weekend and we're listening to the replay of the the Jim Brewer show. And my mom, you know, everything she hears, she takes so literally like I talk like, oh yeah, I bet on that game. Oh my God, do you have a gambling problem? <laughs> or I told, I told the story. I was like, oh, there was this girl there and I, I totally fell in love with her. She's like. Oh, you're in love now? <laughs> oh, my mom does that. She does that with yeah. the, Does she what listen you been to, up the to show? this weekend? Oh, I went on a date. Oh, what's her name? <laughs> well, I can't make so, I can't make fun be of your Mrs. mom because like, uh, I, I can't make fun of your mom because I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime I hear anyone goes on a date, it's like, oh, wow, trying to settle down. That's the thing. When I go home now, every you know, it, especially back home, everyone seems to be the point of age. Where, All right, settling down, getting married. And all my aunts and uncles, they come up, they're like, oh, hey, so you dating anyone? I was like, uh, not really. They're like, oh, okay, no girlfriend, huh? I was like, no, no girlfriend. All right. <laughs> I just want to tell them, like, oh, don't worry, I'm straight. You yeah. don't got to worry about that. If this was or, like uh, the olden days, we'd almost be like confirmed bachelors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I Zach's grandma at the rehearsal dinner uh, she was like, so do you got a girlfriend in California? I was like, no, actually, I don't. I'm single. She's like, oh, okay, play in the field, I see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So funny to hear older people use expressions like play in the field. Man, Zach's rehearsal dinner, uh, the wedding where I was at, the rehearsal dinner was a blast. I mean, the whole wedding was a blast, the whole thing. But the rehearsal dinner, I had a lot of fun. You know, great, good food at this Italian restaurant. And then Zach gives me, for being his best man, he gives me this giant bottle of uh, Jameson's, 12-year-old age Jameson. It's delicious. Start just drinking some of it at the restaurant. And then he gives us uh, the gifts reading in the wedding party. And I open it up, and it's a giant engraved samurai sword. So immediately I'm pulling it out, like, you know, getting ready to go. I see the owner just looking at this bachelor party or, you know, wedding party of people with these samurai swords. <laughs> and I told my I told my roommates, and everyone's everyone's kind of freaked out that I have a sword now in the house. Or I will shortly. It's It's coming I do. I don't. I figured I couldn't bring it onto the plane. So are you are you worried, Matt, that I'm going to cut loose with the samurai sword? I'm more worried that you like might hurt yourself. I like that you're worried. Like I, but ima it's... I imagine like I, in my head, I imagine something like uh, 
kind of like in in Ace Ventura too, when he gets like the the blow dart in his legs or whatever, like you know what I'm talking about or whatever he get, he gets a spear thrown into his thigh. Like I imagine you'd like getting drunk or messing around and like swinging the sword around, like thinking you're like Leonardo or some shit, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it slips and it's just like sticking, you know, protruding from your from your thigh. Yeah, no, uh, that's the thing. When I told my roommate Ryan that. Uh, Zach got me a bottle of whiskey and a samurai sword. He goes, is he trying to kill you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that you know your roommates are uh, scared, but it's not going to stop you <laughs> from getting Well, Logan, what am house. I supposed to do? Just throw out this once-of-a-lifetime keepsake I have? Exactly. An amazing samurai sword? I think you, so. have, I think you have to hang it over your you bed, too. It. Oh, definitely, That's where dude. it belongs. Like, yeah, I used to... I used to hilarious. have like a little four-inch pocket knife I kept in my drawer just in case you know a robber broke in. Oh, of course. But uh, now I think the samurai sword's much more impressive. I remember my dad when I was uh, growing up. You know, uh, as a kid, you're scared sometimes of robbers or something. And I remember I go, I woke up in the middle of the night like, Dad, I heard a noise. I, I think a robber's trying to break in the house. You know, I was really worried about home invasion. And my dad takes me by the hand, walks me down. He's like, do you see a VCR anywhere here? I'm like, no. He's like, do you see how old our computer is? Yeah. He's like, have you ever seen your mom wear really nice jewelry? I was like, no. He's like, do we have piles of cash laying around? I was like, no. He's like, don't go back to bed. There's nothing they'd steal. No one's going to You see that big old TV? I almost threw my back out moving the goddamn TV in here. Don't worry. You were safe. And that that oddly brought a lot of calm to me. No, dude, you you know what contradicts that, though? My house was broken into when I was, like, in fifth grade, and it freaked me out for a while. But like fortunately we were on vacation. But when we were on vacation, some people broke in and stole a bunch of shit. One of the two of the things they stole, they stole like a lockbox that was in my parents' room. All it had was our social security information. That's all it had. And then they stole our VCR. Our VCR was so <laughs> shitty. Like it was missing buttons. It was it was one where you like literally had to take like a a, a knife and like stick it inside the VCR and like hit whatever the button is supposed to hit to actually operate the VCR. Like, And they stole that. Well, someone out there is enjoying, well, did enjoy a very yeah. crappy VCR for a long time. Thank you uh, for coming on the program, Matt. Where can people check yeah. you out? Um, nowhere right now, I guess. All right. Matt, <laughs> Matt is a rambling man who uh, plays by the own beat of his drum. Uh, Logan, take us out with a haiku here, buddy. Let's do it. Autumn leaves falling. Stringers calling in wasted. <laughs> Thanksgiving is here. All right, well done, That's Logan. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the program. Every Thursday, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio. This has been The Green Room. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and make sure you check out LegalZoom.com for all of your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount.